Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! And just like that, it's over football season in the Bucks. But what a ride it was. What an outstanding football season it was at all level of, levels of football. Welcome in here on your Super Monday, the day after Super Bowl Sunday. They always have all the economic uh, impact studies of what the Super Bowl does to work productivity. I can tell you it definitely impacted it around here. <laughs> but that's here and over there. Nuanas now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Still riding the high from yesterday, only because it's not as if I'm a huge Rams fan. By in fact, I'm have no real rooting interest in the Rams or, or the or the Cincinnati Bengals. But yesterday was a uh, a pretty cool day, and we'll get into that because you know when you when you actually know a guy who takes the world by storm, and you watched him work like Cooper Cup has for so many years, and uh, then he does what he did yesterday. So sports are all about, man. Storybooks, truly unbelievable and uh, so cool for the former Eastern Washington wide receiver, one of the most written about men in Skyline Sports history, the MVP of the Super Bowl, capping off arguably the greatest receiving season in the history of the National Football League. 
Pretty unbelievable. We're going to talk all the way around the Super Bowl, both off the top here as well as in hour number two. Our great friend and contributor, Marty Mornaweg. Bittersweet, man. His last appearance here for this football season, the Monday afternoon quarterback. Coach Marty and I, we got some other stuff in the works. We'll see where life takes him as well. But they're very excited to have Marty one last time to give you the full Super Bowl shakedown. And of course, we're going to talk all the way around the world of hoops today as well, get things kicked off with the Montana Basketball Hour. Talking about not just college hoops today, but also high school hoops as well. I had the great pleasure of spending Friday night at Dahlberg Arena, taking in the Hellgate Sentinel doubleheader, the battle for the golden goat, as it were. And uh, actually, interesting, because there's two different parts to this. There's the basketball games, which the Hellgate Knights swept over the Sentinel Spartans. The girls, Hellgate girls, very impressive. Uh, both, both teams, very good. But the Hellgate girls are very good. They, they are very, very impressive. And they are certainly a state championship contender. But also the Golden Goat is a battle of school spirit. It's a battle of school school spirit supremacy, which is quite cool. And uh, just so impressed by the enthusiasm and the passion and the charisma of a lot of the kids there. Uh, at both Sentinel and Hellgate, and their outfits and their performances, and just how much energy they had uh, in Dahlberg Arena on Friday night. So we'll talk about that as well as the uh, the results from around the Big Sky Conference on both the men's and women's side off the top here as well. If you want to stream the show, listen to the show on one of your mobile devices or your computer, your iPad, your mobile platforms, you can always go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. There, just click on Listen Live, and you'll find the stream. You can also call us or text us. And by the way, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I don't know. Uh, there's a variety of different feelings about Valentine's Day, but we'll keep it positive around here. If you got somebody you love or, or whatever, just, just life is all about love. So celebration of love is never a bad thing, even if there is a commercialized element to it. But here nor there, it's Nuanas now, so that means we got sweet prizes for you. We have been doing this for the last couple of weeks. We got some entries, but we need more. So keep the entries coming in. Just hit us up. Tell us what's on the docket for your Valentine's Day. Maybe we can influence you. Maybe have a little later Valentine's Day, a little uh, late Valentine's Day celebration because, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to pull it off today. But we have a pair of ski passes to snowball for you, as well as a $50 gift card from Dazzler's Car Wash, as well as a $25 gift card to Tagliari Deli. Get yourself some Tagliari sandwiches. And we also have... A beautiful bottle of wine from Warden's Market. This bottle is actually so nice. I bought myself one so I could sample it and, you know, have a, a real endorsement for you. But it's a just brilliant and, and uh, rich South African wine. It's called Chakalaka. And uh, as the guys down at Warden's told me, it's so, it's so beautiful it'll take you to a different place on earth while you drink it. And so uh, we hope you enjoy all that. But just call us or text us. 406-888-1029. You got about mm, 85 minutes, let's say. About 5.30, we'll be giving away our Valentine's Day Nuanas Now style package. Again, two lift tickets to Snowball, a $50 gift card to Dazzler's Car Wash, 25 bucks at Tagliari Deli, and a bottle of Shakalaka wine from Warden's Market. Appreciate all of those awesome contributors. 
for being a part of it. So just call us or text us. Tell us what your Valentine's Day plans are or tell us how maybe you'll use this uh, this gift as maybe a late Valentine's Day celebration later on in the week or over the weekend. Indian All Engagement, 406 888 one zero two nine. As always, we are broadcasting from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount, or you can check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Before we get into the Montana basketball hour, let's talk a little Super Bowl. First and foremost, again, I've watched the Super Bowl every year of my conscious life. I can remember probably my earliest Super Bowl I remember watching is I remember the Dallas Cowboys just absolutely destroying the Buffalo Bills. That was, I think, the last Super Bowl when my family lived in Nevada, and then we moved to Montana circa spring of 1993, so I think that... Bills Cowboys Super Bowl was, was fall of 1992. It might have been 91, but I definitely remember those early 90s Super Bowls and certainly remember watching all the way through. And uh, yesterday, first of all, uh, of my, you know, uh, let's let's call it a rough 30 Super Bowls that I've watched. So about half of the Super Bowls that have been played. I thought yesterday's game was one of the better games. Sometimes the Super Bowl comes with a lot of pressure and sometimes it can get a little clunky. Sometimes the officiating can get in the way. But none of that really happened yesterday. I thought actually the officiating didn't get in the way whatsoever until the very end of the game. And we'll get into that with Coach Marty a little later on. Logan Wilson, which is a guy I've had my eye on for a little while for a variety of reasons. First of all, I know a lot of Wyoming fans around here in Montana. Uh, obviously, the proximity makes sense. But he, he went to the University of Wyoming and has become one of the better linebackers in the NFL. He played great yesterday, but then he had a controversial pass interference call on the one and only Cooper Cup. And um, so that was the only real interference by the officiating. Other than that, I thought it was a smooth game. I thought the fact that both these coaches, pretty young, pretty uh, brash is the wrong word, confident, pretty um, willing to let it let it hang out a little bit. Both offensive-minded guys, Zach Taylor for the Bengals and Sean McVay for the Rams. So I thought the game flow was pretty good. I thought the commercials were good. I thought overall it was an excellent presentation. And, a great cap to what was a wild NFL season. I mean, you're talking about a five-loss team beating a seven-loss team in the Super Bowl. Both these teams, neither one of them were top three seeds in their conference. So uh, the Los Angeles Rams, 23. The Cincinnati Bengals, 20. Came down to a two-minute drill. And uh, that's where this whole thing became pretty surreal for me. I know that in life, when there's massive successes or when there's massive losses, or something profound happens with with one of our fellow humans. A lot of times we gravitate toward pinning ourselves to that or exaggerating a little bit of, of what our connection's to. And, uh, you know, I'm not, not like best friends with Cooper Cup. In fact, I would have to explain to him if I was to call him right now our connection, but he would certainly remember because he did so many different interviews with us. And at that exact moment, we sort of knew between 2013 and 2016 that he was this rising star. And then our first two years of Skyline Sports, 2015 and 2016, were the two best years of his career, his junior and senior years at Eastern Washington. And at the same time, there were some struggles going on in Montana. In 2015, the Bobcats were a top-10 team, and then they fell all the way down the poles and ended up missing the playoffs, which then 
resulted in this in the dismissal of Rob Ash. Then in the meantime, in 2016, the Bob Stitt era at Montana started falling apart. So that all culminated then in there being no teams from the Montana, neither of the Montana schools passed the first round of the playoffs. And in 2016, neither one of them in the playoffs for the first time in a really long time. And so we wanted to have content. We wanted to keep covering football. And so Dave Cook, the sports information director at Eastern Washington, was so gracious to host us and, and put us up there at Eastern Washington. So I made the trip over to Cheney to cover Cooper Cup in the SES playoffs, I think a total of seven times. So I ended up seeing Cup a total of eight times when he played against the Montana schools and then another seven times when he wasn't playing Montana schools. And so that was very cool and very fun. And uh, we developed a great relationship with him. His father, Craig Cup, who played in the NFL, and his grandfather, who also played in the NFL, they have some Montana ties as well. They have some friends in Montana. I know his grandfather, who played the last part of his career with the New Orleans Saints, played with Mike Tillman, who the late Mike Tillman, an all-time great Grizz player who then played in the NFL for about a decade and then moved back and, and resided up in Haver, but a huge supporter of University of Montana football. So there's a lot of crossover regionality. I also got to know Cooper from sort of the back end because when Mike Kramer was fired at Montana State, several of the guys from his staff matriculated into coaching high school football in Washington. Junior Adams, who'd been the wide receivers coach at MSU and famously a great wide receiver himself at Montana State, he then went to coach at Prosser High School, which is in central Washington, and uh, actually became the rival of Ellensburg High School, who I then went to cover a couple years later. But that's here nor there. Junior Adams was at Prosser. Jay Dumas was at A.C. Davis High School. Who went to A.C. Davis High School in Yakima? Cooper Cup. And so when Junior Adams was hired as the wide receivers coach at Eastern Washington, he was the one that first saw the talent that Cooper Cup had. And I had kept up with June, and he so he was always telling me about this guy. Well, then when Cooper Cup exploded onto the scene, I'll never forget his first game here in Missoula. He had nine catches for 180-something yards and a touchdown as a freshman. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've never really seen a guy like this. And later on that year, later on that fall, it, while covering a playoff game, I put out a tweet that looked like sort of an outrageous piece of hyperbole at the moment, but I just could see it. And I'm not trying to say I'm some clairvoyant predictor of the future, but if you know football and you watch this kid play, he was truly unstoppable, and it had nothing to do with how fast he was. It had everything to do with his spatial awareness, his ability to get open, his ability to almost predict what the defense was trying to do to him. And I tweeted back on December 14th of 2013, I said, Cooper Cup's the best player I've ever seen in the FCS, and the only guy I've ever even seen that's close is Randy Moss. And I was going through that the timeline of the, that tweet last night because everybody was calling me out like, that's pretty over the board. The kid's only a freshman. Let's wait till anoint him. Well, let's just say vindication after Cup wins the Super Bowl MVP. But his, his rapid rise to become the elite wide receiver in college football before his freshman year was over, and then his maintenance of that status for the duration of his career, and the fact that he was just must-see TV every single time he took the field, he still somehow lingered under the radar until a couple years back when he had his first 1,000-yard season. And even then, though, he was still sort of this there, – there was this perception that he was just this possession-like slot receiver. He was sort of cast like a – a Wes Welker, uh, you know, a, a Wes Welker heavy, let's say, because he's a lot taller and, and bigger than Wes Welker. But for whatever reason, 
Nobody could really see the writing on the wall. Well, then Cooper Cup got an entire offseason to go to work with a brand-new quarterback in Matthew Stafford. And what happened next? The single greatest wide receiver season in the history of the National Football League and potentially the greatest offensive season by a non-quarterback the league has ever seen. It was unbelievable. We're going to get to the numbers. But the fact that I was able to, to sit down with this guy and chat with him, it was so fascinating. If you want to read a great article, Andrew Houghton from Skyline Sports, as well as our producer here at ESPN Missoula, he put together an oral history interviewing a handful of defensive coordinators who used to coach in the Big Sky as well as around the FCS, talking about what big of a, how, how big of a nightmare it was to try to defend Cooper Cup. I supplemented that story with some of my old quotes that I'd gathered about Cup from when he was playing contemporary, or when, when, when he was at the time he was playing. And uh, it was just so striking and also so fun to read some of these quotes and sort of the predictions that some people had for him, what he could become, but also to read his quotes and, and just the goals he had already set for himself. He, he was steadfast in proclaiming, I want to be the greatest receiver. I want to be the greatest player in Eastern Washington history. I want to chase these lofty dreams. And I just think that he's such an amazing testament to putting your head down, going to work, not making it about your mouth, making it about your play. And the fact is that he is the least flamboyant, the least look-at-me receiver in the National Football League. And he's also the best. And I think it's a phenomenal example for young players coming up. But more than anything... The, the dude is an unbelievably special talent because of his unwavering nature, his unwavering drive to be the best, to set and then accomplish said goals. And so for us to have known him and know so many people around him and just know everything that he went through to get to this point and watching him work and watching him dice up the big sky and, and you know talking to all of his coaches and opposing coaches, it was a special moment yesterday, man. It, it was really cool for me to see and uh, – I much appreciate even having any sort of um, connection to to the rise that has been uh, one of the most meteoric rises in the history of the National Football League with Cooper Cup becoming not only the first Big Sky Conference alum to catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and by the way, he caught two, including the game winner for the Los Angeles Rams, but also the fact that he was the Super Bowl MVP. What a great moment for the league. And what a great moment for him and his family. Very cool. Nuana's Now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, coming to you here on a Super Monday, talking all things Super Bowl. And we'll come back around to the Super Bowl all the way throughout hour number two. Our great friend Marty Morningweg, longtime NFL coach, multiple-time Super Bowl participant, and a Super Bowl champion. He will be in with us from 5 to 6, so very much look forward to that. And then we'll talk all the ins and outs of the game including the impact on the legacies of some of the winners and losers and what's next for both the Rams and the Bengals. So stay tuned for that. The Monday afternoon quarterback coming around about 5 o'clock. Also, keep those texts and calls coming in for the Valentine's Day giveaway. Para lift tickets to Snowball. $50 car wash card at Dazzler's Car Wash. $25 gift card to Tagliari Deli. And a fancy bottle of wine from Warden's Market, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Just call or text us tell us any and, any and everything about Valentine's Day and uh, your plans, what you think, what you want, all that stuff. And we'll be giving that prize package away about 5.30. So stay tuned for that. Let's dive into the Montana Basketball Hour. We do this the first hour of every Monday show. 
And now that football's over, I'm ready, man. Ready to go all in. I've been hanging on for dear life, just enjoying this football season. And we always immerse ourselves in football, of course, when it comes to college football, because that's sort of been my bread and butter, the thing I've covered the most frequently and the most prevalently in my sports writing career, as well as sort of the, the entry point that got me in the door here at ESPN Radio as well. And this was the longest football season we've had, just in terms of duration of weeks, because Montana State went to the national championship. The first time I've been doing this professionally as a true you know, on-the-beat type writer since uh, that, that a team has gone all the way to the national championship. But I've also been more engaged in this NFL season than ever before because of the association with Coach Marty. I mean, the fact that I get to talk ball every Monday with a dude who you know, has sat in meeting rooms with Mike Holmgren and Steve Mariucci and Brett Favre and Steve Young, pretty cool. <laughs> but you also got to be paying pretty good attention if you want to be able to hang. So I, I was definitely all in on this NFL season more than almost any other season I can remember. And uh, I feel refreshed today, though. I, I was feeling a little sad that the football was over yesterday, but definitely ready to get all the way into basketball. And uh, we've been covering basketball pretty heavily since the turn of the new year, but uh, now it's it's the stretch run. So the Big Sky Tournament's on the horizon. we got some great features coming out for you, SkylineSportsMT.com, leading up to and during the Big Sky Tournament in Boise. And uh, we're also going to be heading to the to March Madness, just depending on who from the Big Sky goes and where they're seated. But most likely we'll be on the ground at the NCAA Tournament again this year as well. So very much uh, ex- looking forward to that as well. And uh, the other thing that's really making this season easy to, to get all in on is just how dang good, quite honestly, all four of the Montana schools, or, or all four of the Montana teams, excuse me, Montana State and Montana men's and women's teams, they're all good. And I think they all could be very good. I think that both Grizz teams have a real opportunity this week to take that next step and really, really solidify themselves as a top-four team in the league. The MSU women have been a a little bit of a surprise and have been very good. But the surprise and uh, the best team in the Big Sky Conference thus far, with less than a month left until Boise, has been the Montana State Bobcats. And if you've been following along the way that they're winning, it's just so appealing to cover. Because all of the elements of basketball, both tangible and intangible, that we really, really covet and really, really appreciate are on full display when you watch MSU. Danny Sprinkle is a really, really good coach. He's a great motivator. You can tell he loves his players and they love him back. They love playing hard for him. They also have veteran leadership, including Xavier Bishop, who's one of the mo- most fun players in the league to watch. He's all about five foot seven, maybe five foot eight, but the Southpaw senior point guard has really, really come into his own as not only an electric scorer, but also just one of the best on-ball guys in the league. Amin Adamu, one of the best athletes in the league on the wing. So the fact you got a pair of senior guards, that helps a ton. But then you throw in a, a big man in Jabril Bello, who I think is going to be a pro someday, and boom, now you got a trio that's absolutely good enough to be a foundation of a Big Sky Conference title team. But then you throw in stretch shooters like Tyler Patterson and stretch defenders like Abdul Muhammad. And then, oh, by the way, maybe one of the best players in the league and certainly the best player in the league that comes off the bench, Raekwon Battle, a transfer from the University of Washington. He's got it going right now as well. And that all culminates in the best start for the Bobcats in 20 years and the best start they've ever had since I've been covering them. Montana State won 72-70 to on the heels of Bishop's game winner with six seconds to play against Northern Arizona in Bozeman on Saturday. And hello, Montana State now on an 11-game winning streak. 
They've won 16 out of the last 17, and they're off to a 20-5 and five start. That's tied for the best start in school history, their best start since 1986. For those keeping track at home, that means that's the best start of my lifetime. That was the year before I was even born. So 20-5 and five for the Bobcats out the gates. Pretty darn impressive. And now MSU sits at 12-2 and two in league play. First place all alone because Weber State has been in a bit of a tailspin. Three straight losses for Weber after they fell at Idaho on Saturday. We had a little help in Bozeman over the weekend, which was very cool, very fun. Got a new guy in the fold, SkylineSportsMT.com. Connor Tweet helping out with us. So let's hear from a couple of those key subjects. First, Danny Sprinkle, the third-year Bobcat head coach, following his team's 72-70 victory over Northern Arizona to stay at top of the Big Sky Conference. Dude, congrats on the streak, keeping it going. Is this getting harder or easier as it gets going? You know, I think the one thing that we've done a really good job of and our staff and our players, our leaders have, is yeah. next day, you know, yeah. you got you to pay rent every day. Uh-huh. And that's one of my mottos. Hey, success is least. You know, enjoy it today, but rent's due tomorrow. And yeah. they've, they've bought into it, and they know, like, we got to get better. You know, you saw at the end of both games, you know, Portland State turning the ball over, today giving up threes. Like, we're not even close to being where we need to be, you know, and that's what's encouraging to me that we still have a ton of room to grow. Yeah, got it. But it, um, you know, it's pressure, but hey, everybody's got pressure. Yeah. Teams are trying to win every game. They got pressure too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it seems like a tough group out there, uh, especially in the first half. I saw that defense seemed to be setting the tone. Yeah. Um, how, how have you cultivated toughness within this group? We've done it since the day I got the job. I knew yeah. this program needed a defensive mindset, you know, in order for us to, you know, to get towards the top of the league. You have to. You know, teams are too good in this league. If you don't guard, you're going to get your butt kicked because teams are too good offensively. But, you know, we we cultivated the second they get on campus. We cultivate in the weight room. You know, we talk about it. Uh, We do pretty much all summer. We just do defensive stuff. You know, and we we try to build that mindset. And we're still not where we need to be. You know, we got to get better. We got to get tougher. Uh, But I hope some of our young guys that maybe not playing as much as they want, they're seeing what you have to do to win games. Yeah. I think that's especially challenging. A lot of times, you know, defensive toughness can lead to transition. Not a lot of transition tonight for you guys. Buckets, transition buckets. And and that's Um, that's NAU. They're they're disciplined. mm, They do a really good job. Getting back. Getting back. Yeah. Got it. Um, Hey, that's all I got. Thanks for your time. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Great job there by Connor. He's uh, just starting out with us, and so it's always interesting to try to show people the ropes. I, I mean, I've been doing this for so long that I don't really even know how to teach people how to do it because it just comes second nature to me, but uh, fun for him uh, to, to be in the mix with us at Skyline Sports, and you'll be hearing some of Connor Tweet's interviews here on Nuanas Now as well. How about Xavier Bishop? I just love this guy, man. He's so charismatic. He's so fun to watch. He's electrifying with the ball in his hands, and he's become a lights-out point guard. He, he was a great scoring guard. He's kind of like – actually, he was on the show last year, and, and I was comparing him to this, and he was loving it because he said that was his hero growing up. Very Allen Iverson-like. I'm not saying he's – I mean, scaled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's big, He's Allen Iverson with a big sky. I'm not saying he's going to go score 25,000 points in the NBA and win multiple scoring championships, but – he came to Montana State from Missouri, Kansas City, University of Missouri, Kansas City, as a guy that was one of the leading scorers in the WAC. And he was a good scorer last year. 
But now he's become a true point guard. He's not only getting you 20-plus sometimes, and he had 26 on Saturday, but he's also facilitating, dishing it out to his teammates. More than anything, he's just a funny guy. Xavier Bishop post game with Connor Tweet here on Nuanas Now at ESPN Radio. Where you, you know, find your comfort in uh, you know, attacking the rim as much as you did, and maybe especially on that last um, Just being aggressive. I haven't had the greatest uh, shooting games the last two games, but coaches and my teammates they just help me stay aggressive. Um, I had to find other ways to help the team win, whether that's assisting or defending. But um, coaches tell me to stay aggressive. Just tell me to keep going. Even if I get my shot blocked or I go one for ten, he just tell me to keep going. Having that confidence from, you know, your coaches, staff, and your teammates is really helpful. Um, I know the, the first game between you guys was kind of about, um, you know, with, with Jalen Cohen doing real well before Cohen out. He got in really foul trouble today also. How big was that um, over the course of this game? Uh, he's good. You know, he's a good player. He's one of the best shot makers in the conference for sure. Uh, you know, he kind of, he's most dangerous when he's off, when he doesn't have the ball, when he passes it. He kind of plays like Steph Curry offensively a little bit, but, you know, uh, He's, it's a great matchup, you know. I never, you know, shy away from matchups or anything. It's not about me and him, but it's about wanting to get the win. You know, I knew I had to outplay him for us to win tonight. And, um, you know, my teammates helped me do that. Coaching helped me do that. But, yeah, it's definitely, definitely fun. Didn't seem like there was a whole lot of nuance to the final play. You know, it was kind of get the ball screen and, and drive and, and see what you can do. Uh, what is, you know, important to remember when you know that you know, down here you're probably going to be a double team, uh, you know, with the clock running down. What is kind of the, the whole mindset during the Honestly, um, I, it was uh, I was, what was going through my head was Colorado. At Colorado, it was like the same scenario, coming down on my right hand, but I passed it and turned it over. You know, and uh, I just want to learn from that mistake, get it up on the rim, uh, be aggressive. We saw that they were switching basically one through five, and you know, coach told me if I get to switch, come downhill. If not, you know, throw it in the drill. But you know, also happened, you know, how to see a little lane and went through, and you know, when it made a play. There you go, Xavier Bishop, senior point guard for the Montana State Bobcats. They won their 11th straight, 15 out of 16. No, 16 out of 17. Having a hard time keeping track. Got to take off my shoes to count that high. MSU in alone in first place in the Big Sky Conference, 12-2 and two in league play. Their first 21 season since 2002 and their best start since 1986. It's the Montana Basketball Hour here on Nuanas Now, presented by the Advocates. You may not need them now, but when you do, know that the Advocates will be there for you. You can call the Advocates today, 406-640-4444, or visit online at MontanaAdvocates.com. Remember, you deserve an advocate. The rest of the Big Sky slate concerning the Montana teams included Montana getting back on track with an 85-76 win over Portland State. The Lady Grizz didn't have a game on Saturday because that one was postponed because of COVID issues in the Portland State program. Montana's going to be looking to bounce back from a heartbreaker to Northern Arizona uh, at the buzzer. They thought they had a buzzer beater. Instead, they lost on a buzzer beater. We'll get into that a little bit in a little bit as well. But Montana trying to get back at it. The Lady Grizz are against Eastern Washington in Cheney tonight. And the MSU women, they had their eight-game winning streak snapped Thursday at Southern Utah, but they bounced back with an 83-77 win over Northern Arizona in Flagstaff. On Saturday, how did all those games go down? We'll tell you. Our Andrew Houghton was at the Grizz game. We also got some thoughts on both the uh, women's games from over the weekend and upcoming. The Montana Basketball Hour here on Nuana is now ESPN Radio. Keep it right here.
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Missoula Sports Center. Montana State kept rolling, the Grizz kept finding ways to bounce back, and the Rams are the kings of the football universe. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanez. The Big Sky Conference hoops action over the weekend. The MSU Bobcats stayed among the hottest teams in the country. Xavier Bishop's layup through contact with six seconds left helped boost Montana State to a 72-70 victory, the 11th in a row for the Bobcats. MSU has now won 16 the last 17 and has its first 20-win season in 20 years. Bobcats sit atop the Big Sky Conference for the 12-2 mark in league play. In Missoula on Saturday, the Montana Grizz bounced back yet again. UM got swept on the road by Weber State and Idaho State last weekend before controlling Southern Utah on Monday. The Grizz again slipped losing in overtime to Northern Arizona Thursday, marking UM's lone home loss so far this season. On Saturday, Montana bounced back again, earning its 10th Big Sky victory by outlasting Portland State 85-76. Grizz hit a season-high 11 three-pointers against the Vikings team that entered the weekend on a four-game winning streak. The MSU women had their eight-game winning streak snapped at Southern Utah Thursday, only to rebound for an 83-77 win at Northern Arizona Saturday. Montana State sits at 11-3 in league play. Finally, former Eastern Washington All-American Cooper Cup got the game-winning touchdown and earned Super Bowl MVP honors to help lead the Los Angeles Rams to a 23-20 victory in Super Bowl 56. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. What up, Montana? Welcome back. New is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Hope you're having a great Monday. Can't get much better than listen to a little Stevie Wonder, huh? What a great talent. One of my favorite songs. It's a great wedding song, too. The song reminds me of the, that movie, The I can't remember what it was called. It's like a late 90s movie, The Best Man, I think it was what it was called. Hilarious drama. Love that when I was a teenager. The Montana Basketball Hour is presented proudly by The Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Call the advocates today, 406-640-4444, or you can always visit online at montanaadvocates.com. Talk Super Bowl and uh, Montana State's continuing winning streak in men's basketball. The Bobcats remain not just title contenders, but the front runners right now for the Big Sky title, but a, a big weekend coming up for MSU, as well as... All these weekends down the stretch now are going to be big weekends. You only got six, seven games left on each side of things. So the conference title race for both men's and women's will be 
pretty fun, but I also don't know how much relevance there actually is to be in the number one seed. The Lady Grizz were off on Saturday. We sort of went into their heartbreaking loss to Northern Arizona on Thursday. The MSU women, they stumbled and had their eight-game winning streak snapped in Cedar City against Southern Utah on Thursday. They came uh, they came back with a, a big win in flag, 83-77 over NAU. And here in Missoula, the Montana Grizz, it's for, sort of hard to analyze it because on one hand, getting swept last weekend at Weber State, not a terrible loss. In fact, a, a fine and in some ways a good loss. We, we diagnosed that last week. But then a complete head-scratcher getting blown out at Idaho State. But then you can say, okay, is a quintessential trap game, and Montana sort of proved that by then fully controlling the game and beating Southern Utah by double digits on Monday. But then the Grizz come out again with no offensive juice whatsoever against NAU, and they lose to a, a team that only has four conference wins before that contest in overtime. And some of Montana's glaring weaknesses were on full display on Thursday in that overtime loss to Northern Arizona. But then the Grizz bounce back again. So losing to Idaho State and Northern Arizona in the span of five days, bad. Bouncing back with wins over Southern Utah and Portland State, who, by the way, was one of the hottest teams in the league before they came to Montana, very good for Montana. It's just so hard to analyze this Grizz team. I don't know. There's there's certain tangible things that are certainly missing, but there's also a lot of potential and I also think that there's a couple intangible things that are not missing. They're just elusive. This sort of goes in and out. And part of that, I think, is because this Montana team is still relatively young. But our Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN Missoula, as well as a writer at Skyline Sports, was at the game on Saturday. I actually wasn't at this game. This is the first Grizz home game I've missed in quite some time. I had some other stuff going on, but I was monitoring and watching the game. And as typical Portland State Montana is, it was a sort of haphazard up-and-down game. A lot of pressing, some turnovers. But Montana played really well offensively. They scored 85 points and pulled out a nine-point win. So, Andrew, you were there courtside. First of all, it was the best Montana that shot the ball all year long. But what were just your overall impressions of the Grizz? Because it is sort of weird, right? Like, they, they have had a couple head-scratching losses, but they followed it up with a couple good wins. And so you can't say that they're struggling or spiraling. They have 10 wins in conference play. Yet, sometimes they leave something to be desired. They're one of the most anomalous teams in the league right now. Yeah, Coulter, but it speaks well to them that they've been able to hit these bounce-back wins so far and just sort of keep it rolling a little bit and not let that spiral hit them. Like you said, I don't really know how much there is to analyze from uh, from that Portland State game. I mean, Montana shot 70% from three, 11 of 16, which is not only the best shooting game for Montana, that's the best shooting game for anybody in the conference this year by far. And that's just, I mean, sometimes that happens and, and you you take it when you can get it. Even with that, still a close game because, like you said, the inconsistency of this Montana team, 22 turnovers against Portland State's press. Montana jumped out to a 17-4 to lead in this one because, like we said, the hot shooting, they started 5 from 5 from deep. But Portland State actually came back and, and led it briefly midway through the second half, and Montana sort of had to grind it out at the end, even even with how well they were shooting the ball. Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, and myself have talked about this the last couple weeks. When it comes to analyzing the leagues on both sides, the 
the regular season championship used to be so unbelievably coveted in the Big Sky Conference because either Montana or Weber State won it about half the time, which was then a huge advantage because both those schools have significant home court advantages in both, especially Montana in men's and women's basketball, and Weber particularly in men's basketball. But then if, if and when anybody else won it, it was a it was a windfall for the league because Montana or, or Weber wasn't hosting it as much as whatever team won got a chance to host. Since we've moved to the neutral site, which it's crazy to think, but we're sitting here now entering, I believe, the eighth neutral site tournament in Big Sky Conference history, including the fifth in Boise. I think that we're sorting we sort of are starting to see a similar parallel that is um so prevalent in the NBA, the load management, the, the fact that you just want to be playing your best down the stretch because if you're in the mix, you're going to be in the mix with some of the other familiar subjects in the league. So then how do you go out, how do you play your best this one week of the year? Because at the end of the day, because of the structure of the tournament and the fact that they don't really protect the top seeds all that well, if at all, it, does it really even matter if you're one through three or one through four? I do think that being above four is a little bit better just because the four or five game is going to be much more challenging than any of the other quarterfinal matchups. But all, all, all of that's to say, I think that a lot of teams in the league right now are chasing being at their best when Boise rolls around as a primary goal, even ahead of winning the regular season championship. Well, that's exactly right. But it's in what's interesting about that is what it comes down to, and like you said, I mean, the the load management is important, making sure that you're healthy, making sure that your guys are feeling good when you get there, but also you want to have your chemistry in the right place. You want to have your execution in the right place by the time you get to Boise, and that's something that you you really have to work on in games and practices. So, like, how hard do you go? It, it's sort of an interesting question. And that's why the men's league, it's the Montana Basketball Hour, by the way, presented by the Advocates. You can visit online, MontanaAdvocates.com, where they also always have a representative standing by. You can give them a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 406-640-4444. The advocates reminding you, you always deserve an advocate. And that's what's so compelling about the the men's league. Like when you look at so let's 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 diagnose it like this. On the women's side, when it comes to winning the neutral site tournament, regardless of what's happening right now, Idaho State alone in first place. Montana State alone in second place on the women's side. Southern Utah, half game back. The Lady Grizz, Northern Arizona, Sac State, all sort of in the mix there right in the middle of the league as well. But I always think of it uh, under the premise of who can and cannot win the actual league tournament. And it's so funny because I was sitting there thinking the other day about the men's league, and this is why I actually think it's hilarious that we analyze this so in-depth every single week because I was sitting there thinking – can Southern Utah win the men's league tournament? I thought, well, they could, but they seem to not have had their same tournament success since they've been one of the favored teams rather than one of the upstart underdog teams. Could Montana State win the league tournament? Well, it's been since I was nine years old that that actually happened, so it would take seeing it to believe it, even though they are sort of the favorite right now. Could Weber State win the league tournament? Well, my first thought was not if they have to play Montana in Boise because Randy Ray seems to never be able to beat the Grizzlies. 
especially in the postseason. And now Weber on a slide after losing out Idaho on Saturday. And then I think to myself, could the Grizz win the tournament? And then I think to myself, well, if they play like they did against Idaho State in Northern Arizona, no. So then I'm sitting here talking to myself into nobody winning the tournament, and that's not realistic either. So really, it's just going to come down to these next couple weeks, right? I mean, I think that all four of these main contenders, three of them have a lot of things they could improve on to affirm themselves as real, real contenders. And then Montana State, it's the opposite factor, right? They're playing so well. Can they sustain it for another month, though, or are they using all their juice right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that's so important. It's it's really dangerous to sort of you want to anoint Montana State as the clear favorite going into it, but because there are three other teams that are, are right around that level, it's so dangerous. It's just going to come down to, I mean, they're going to have to beat probably two of those teams to win the tournament. It's just so difficult. So... I mean, right. Montana State's winning streak here, you want to say that separates them. To me, it it doesn't really, and it's when when it comes down to a single elimination tournament. Exactly. And I I made this uh, analogy on Riley Corcoran's podcast, Inside the Den, last week. But remember, there was a couple years there in Atlanta when Mike Budenholzer was there before he went to Milwaukee, where the Hawks were like a high 50s to low 60s win team, right? And then they lost in the second round of the playoffs. Right. Houston Rockets, uh, the beginning of the, or I guess the peak of the James Harden, and then when they added Chris Paul. 60-win team, number one seed. Hard time getting any farther than the conference finals, and in fact, hard time even getting to the conference finals all but that one season. So I'm not saying, I'm not projecting this, because I think Montana State's really good, and I think they're the most complete team in the league. But basketball has now become, how do you play your best at the end? rather than this whole body of work. And I think that's why we see, especially the NBA, guys winning the MVP and then and then that sort of losing its luster because they fall short in the playoffs and the award isn't announced until a couple months after the regular season is over. But I just wonder if, I think Montana State, you never want to not play as well as they're playing right now. 16 out of 17 is amazing. They're rolling right along. They're winning in every possible way. But... I just don't know how you go about mitigating this because, again, you don't want to use all your juice right now. And if you're the Grizz, maybe you're getting everything out of your system right now in an effort to try to peak down the stretch. I don't know. And I think then that is what makes this thing all come all the way full circle. And that is when it gets to the neutral site tournament, it's going to come down to who has the most confident, experienced players and the most confident, experienced coach. I think Danny Sprinkle is, is in his third year. I don't know if he's quite there yet in terms of the tournament chops, but I do believe that he's not afraid to go head-to-head with guys like Travis DeCure and Randy Ray. But I, just, I do think it's just going to come down to who is peaking down the stretch when they when all these teams get to Boise. Well, and it comes down to culture. I mean, the game changes too, sure. right? right. That, that was the problem with those Hawks teams is that yeah. when in the playoffs, everybody's focused on taking away your guys. Well, they just didn't have a great one-on-one scorer. Exactly. You could make something out of nothing, and that works in the regular season because you can all share the ball and get the best shots. Well, in the playoffs, that doesn't work. Same thing, although not as pronounced here in the big sky. I mean, once you get to the tournament, you really have to be able to run your stuff, and I think the really big important thing is you have to be able to get stops and clear the boards when you need to, and that's sort of... That gives me a little bit more confidence in Montana State because that's the way that they've been playing recently. Yep. We heard Danny Sprinkle just talk about the importance of a defensive program and a defensive system. 
And I think he, he's really getting a lot of guys to buy in. I mean, the, the few times that I've talked to Montana State players after a game, after the Montana State, after the Montana game in Bozeman earlier this season, you know, Jabril Bella was talking about the importance of chesting up and getting stops at important moments. That sort of becomes magnified in the in the single game elimination. You look at the Big Sky standings right now. Montana State atop the league at twelve and two. Southern Utah is second at ten and three. Weber on a three game losing streak now sits in third at eleven and four. Montana despite their struggles the last two weeks, is now sitting there at 10-5. and five. Northern Colorado alone in fifth at 8-4. and four. And then Eastern, who beat Weber State over the weekend, they're now sitting at 7-7. Seven and seven. And you look at those top six teams, Montana State has multiple guys they can get to, go to to create a shot for them down the stretch, whether it's Bishop or Adamu or Battle, or you get an isolation in the post with Bellow. Southern Utah also has at least two guys they can go to down the stretch in Tavion Jones, and uh, John Knight the third, Weber State has a couple guys, particularly Kobe McEwen, who they can go to down the stretch. And Northern Colorado might have one of the best, if not the best guy, to put the ball in his hands and ride down the stretch in Bodie Hume. And he's now bolstered by Dalen Koontz, who's leading the league in scoring, a former Colorado transfer who's been excellent in his second year there at UNC. So then that leads me to my last question here before we take a break. Does Montana have that guy? And, uh, if so, is his name Josh Bannon or Robbie Beasley, or can those guys become that guy in the next month? Uh, I think they do, and I think his name is Josh Bannon. Yep. And you, you're starting to see that. I mean, we've watched, we've been at Dahlberg Arena for a lot of these close games, some that they've won and some that they've lost. But when they're coming down to it and they don't find an easy shot in transition or off like a defensive breakdown, who are they going to in these big possessions? At the end of the game, a lot of the time they're trying to run Josh Bannon across the lane, get an entry pass into him, or face him up at the top of the key and let him go to work. I think that's been the biggest development so far that I've seen from watching Montana over these last couple weeks as I've started to go to more and more of their games. And and another guy who you didn't mention there, but I think when it really comes down to it, Cam Parker's sort of a guy like that. He's not a a flashy guy. Sure. But that left-handed dribble drive game where he spins and sort of works his way into the basket – usually ends up with a good shot no sure. matter what defense they're playing. So I think they do have a couple of options there. Can those guys outduel the premier players I just named, though? That's the biggest question. Because I, I, I was thinking about this. I, I know that we are more critical of Montana than the rest of these teams, partially because of our proximity to the Grizz. We are in Missoula. They are in Missoula. We're around them the most. But also because of the prowess of their coach. They have the most prestigious coach in the Big Sky Conference, not named Ray Ray. And I think Travis Secure is absolutely right on par with Randy, if not superior to him at this exact moment in the arcs of their careers. But also because it's Montana. You go to Dahlberg Arena, it's the best atmosphere in the league. There's dozens of banners hanging from the rafters. This is, this was for a long time, a basketball school at the University of Montana. And so we have high expectations for them. But also I think that sometimes we don't give them enough grace. I was thinking about it because what, what did I just name? I just named a couple sixth-year seniors at Montana State. I just named a, sixth-year senior, a couple sixth-year seniors at Southern Utah. I just named a grad transfer senior at Weber State. And I just named a fifth-year senior at Northern Colorado. And these guys were from Montana we're talking about are sophomores. We expect them to be on par with these guys that are a lot older than them. And part of that pressure comes with being a Grizz. They do have the talent 
to definitely be there. But sometimes I think maybe we should give Mate a little more grace, though, too, because it is hard to – it's easy to remember – or excuse me, it's easy to forget that Montana's three most important players, or probably three of their four most important players, are sophomores. Well, but that's the problem, Coulter. When it comes down to yeah. it, it doesn't matter. I mean, when we're talking about it, yes, I think it's sure. appropriate – to give them a little bit of grace and acknowledge that they're still in their developmental process, still learning things, still picking things up, still, you know, being in these situations for some of the first times in their careers at this level. But the thing is, Coulter, when you're in those situations, it doesn't matter how young you are. You you just have to produce. If you're the guy on the floor, if you're the guy the play is called for at the end of the game there, it doesn't matter that you're a sophomore and you're going against a six-year senior, right? That's exactly right, and they've they've already had a couple of pivotal wins, including against Weber State and Southern Utah. So therefore, they redefine their own expectations. If they would have stumbled out the gates and just were sort of middling along, I think the narrative of the team would be that they're they're sort of a young team. But the fact that they had some premier wins early in conference play it readjusted the expectations, and that's what you want if you're Montana. It's the Montana Basketball Hour here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. You may not need them now, but when you do, know that the Advocates will be there for you. You can call the Advocates today, 406-640-4444. Any auto accident or any sort of personal injury case you might have, you can also visit online at MontanaAdvocates.com. What's the scoop on the standings in the Women's League? And also, how much fun was Friday night at Dahlberg Arena? A little history behind the battle for the Golden Goat. Gertie, what a trophy. What a competition. What a spectacle it was at Dahlberg Arena on Friday night. Finish up the Montana Basketball Hour right after this. Keep it right here, CSPN Radio. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406 640 4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Hey, what's up, Montana? Coulter Nuanas from Nuanas Now, your favorite daily sports talk show. I know a great many of you listen to the show during the evening drive time between 4 and 6 p.m. right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. But sometimes you might not get to listen to the whole thing. Or other times you might not get to listen at all. But that's okay. We got you covered. We podcast each hour of each show each and every weekday. You can always find Nuanas Now in its totality on all your favorite podcast hosting platforms. The Nuanas Now podcast is probably presented by Sportsbet Montana and The Advocates. ESPN Radio. In the I was yesterday days old when I found out that Today is a Good Day by Ice Cube, as well as Big Papa by Notorious B.I.G., and Bury Me a G by Tupac were all three samples of Isley Brothers songs. I should have known that they were samples, but I was blown away that they were all three samples of famous Isley Brothers songs. Crazy. Found this out by watching Tiny Desk concerts and playing Phase 10 into the wee morning hours. Following the exhilarating Super Bowl. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
as well as SWX Montana Television. If you didn't hear, Los Angeles Rams, the world champions, they beat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 yesterday on Super Sunday. We will have full diagnosis of that game here in about, oh, I don't know, five, six minutes. Looks like our main guy, Marty Mortenweg, Coach Marty just walked in the house, so uh, he'll be joining us here momentarily. But first, got to finish up the Montana Basketball Hour presented by the Advocates. Our Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Insider, Krista Redpath, will be with us again on Thursday. She is on the road. She's down in Arizona. She's coaching her uh, kiddos AAU team, so very cool. They're going to a big-time tournament. Go see some of the top level of competition throughout the West. But she'll still be with us in studio on Thursday to talk all the way around the Big Sky Conference. But the results you need to know, first, Lady Grizz didn't play on Saturday. Their game against Portland State was postponed. Montana plays against Eastern Washington tonight in Cheney. So um, uh, UM is 7-5 and five in league play. Eastern Washington 3-10. and So the Lady Grizz got to have this one tonight. They want to keep pace there in the conference standings, especially since Sac State now has won 9 out of 10 and sit at 9-5. and five. In conference play alone in fourth place, two games ahead of the Lady Grizz in the win column. So big one for Montana tonight. MSU, they bounced back from their uh, having their eight-game winning streak snapped at Southern Utah on Thursday. They won 83-77 at NAU on Saturday. So MSU now alone in second place, 11-3 in conference play, a game behind Idaho State in the win column. NAU, Lori Payne squad, Lori Payne, a Haver native, now sits at 8-6. and six. In conference play. So Idaho State first, Montana State second at 11-3. So Utah's third at 10-4. Sac State fourth at 9-5. Montana fifth at 7-5. Don't have much time to get into this. So maybe we'll actually do it tomorrow. We got a text from a listener asking about the history of the Golden Goat and the battle for the trophy, the Gertie trophy between Hellgate and Sentinel. And it's only it's a pretty new tradition. This started in 2019. We'll talk all the way about that and some more high school hoops tomorrow during a, a big prep extra to sort of recap the weekend that was for both the all-class wrestling tournament as well as what was a fun night in Missoula on Friday night with Hellgate taking on Sentinel. This has been the Montana Basketball Hour presented by the Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate no matter what sort of legal needs you might have, personal injury or some sort of an auto accident. The Advocates can help you out 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Give them a call, 406-640-4444, or visit online at montanaadvocates.com. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. The last Monday afternoon quarterback for the season. Bittersweet, but also very exciting. Marty Morningweg, longtime NFL coach and our NFL insider, will join us next. Keep it right here, CSPN Radio. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get 
commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.